Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Saturday, May 14th, 2022. And this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll touch briefly on the remaining games at the end of the show and extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick and one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most where my head is for each matchup. As we go through the plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. I've said it probably twice a week here on this show, uh, this baseball season. It's been a roller coaster every time. We have a bad streak. We have a great streak right behind it. It's uh, hopefully we can have more of those two good days, one bad day, two good days, one bad day, and really start making a lot of pro- progress upward. But if nothing else, the good news is as bad as the early part of the week was, the last part of the week has been great. Eleven and four yesterday, up over fifteen and a half units, and a wild forty-five percent ROI. Um, just a fantastic day yesterday. It was a lot of fun to watch. And of course I nailed that hockey pick at the end of the pod that I gave out. I said, take the first period under and not the full game. Just cause I didn't know how that would play out in the second period. If you watched that one was pretty wild. Um, just a great day all around yesterday. And as always, we'll try to replicate that today. And before we get to that slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And of course, I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolio. Shop around, get the best price. If you have a few at your disposal, you should be able to find an edge on any game, especially if you're eyeing some of those dime lines I'm always talking about. It's a great tool to have in your tool belt. A couple of sports books that I recommend are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. I'm going to get us going here with the night games. 610 Eastern first pitch Brewers at the Marlins, Eric Lauer. Versus Trevor Rogers. Model says Brewers minus 117. I'm staying away from the side on this game. I really see a repeat of yesterday. Low scoring, tight. Anything can happen. That doesn't mean I think it'll be decided specifically in the ninth, but I think it's going to be one or two runs here or there makes a difference. Maybe you end up with a 5-1 type game, but I have no idea who's going to have the 5 Brewers are the better team. Brewers are the better bullpen. But I have Trevor Rogers as a better pitcher than Lauer. You're in Miami. I mean, model says slight edge to the Brewers, and that makes sense. If this number gets out and you can get some really good plus odds with the Marlins, maybe that makes sense as a value play. Personally, though, I'm just going to go under seven for the full game. I'm giving this an A grade. What... I I don't know what's going on with the baseball. Y'all heard me talk about this uh, throughout the whole season, really, especially this week. I I, I don't think I, – I think there's something going on with the baseball. 
we have history of this. I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any stretch of the imagination, but we have evidence that baseball for multiple years now has said one thing and done another, and they've only been called out. I've only admitted to it once they've been caught. I really think they're using some of last year's balls, especially with how scoring was down, but I don't think they're doing it everywhere. I don't think it's every ball. And I say that because as we've seen scoring jump, we've seen it jump crazy amounts. Last night, there were so many games. Last couple of days, there have been so many games with teams scoring 9, 10, 11 runs. Um, ignoring cores, right? That That's its own thing, whatever. Um, and, and part of it is we've lost a couple of pitchers. We've gone from the 28 in roster 26. But that would then only bring us back to previous year scoring, not to necessarily what has happened the last few days. So I have... I, I, don't really know exactly what's going on. It's just we're seeing some places have really low scoring games and some places have really high scoring games. So it's kind of like dodging landmines here. And the way that I'm kind of treating this, and hear me talk about it today, I'm kind of thinking for the most part, what we see in the first game of the series is kind of the trend we'll see going forward. And that's not always going to hold. Um, but if there is something with the baseball, that's kind of how I think it will play out. It's kind of what I've observed. We saw it last night in philadelphia and los angeles game one the ball is just flying out tons of runs and that's not to say that those teams don't have good offenses they absolutely do and Philly's philly's bullpen can be a wreck but you had some decent pitchers everybody it seems the dodgers throw out there is fantastic walker bueller just got lit up you know wheeler you know two nights ago gave up three runs uh, the, the dodgers historic have historically good pitching right now and or, you know, gave up 20 some odd runs already in two games. So it's one of those where it's like, I'm not saying like that game specific. I'm not saying it can't be low scoring tonight. I'm just saying like, my thought is that if there's something going with the ball, let's kind of think the same thing will happen. So we saw yesterday Brewers Marlins low scoring game. If they're, if they've kind of got a batch of the new balls that are, you know, spongier, then that's going to help us with the under tonight. So I'm going a pick on this under. I love that it's seven. Y'all, y'all know I love the number seven getting that push protection there. I think this number should be six and a half specifically because what we saw yesterday, I was a little bit concerned with how good the Brewers offense was. And so I just didn't really know exactly how that game would play out. And when you saw that one happen, I'm thinking I get that the pitchers are a little bit of a downgrade from yesterday to today, but I don't think it's as much as, the market is pricing. That's I made that, this comment yesterday, and I'll say it again because I want to make sure you all hear this, right? If you just say I'm backing good teams, I'm backing hot teams, whatever, I, that's great, but make sure you understand what you're doing is for entertainment only. It's not going to be profitable because everyone else knows that. You, my, my suggestion, right? Obviously, do whatever you want with your money. My suggestion, if we're trying to profit, is try to find an edge that the sports book is not seeing, right? You have to have some different data, some different something, and that's what the model does. And that's where I bring all these numbers in. And in my opinion, Eric Lauer is better than he's getting credit for. He's not great, but he's pretty solid. His underlying metrics are improving and he continues to look good in Milwaukee here. What I, I've mentioned before, whatever they've got in the water there for their pitchers is fantastic. And Trevor Rogers, I still project him to be pretty good, even though he's been a little up and down this season. So I think that the total should be higher for these two guys. And yesterday, obviously, there's no Corbin Burns involved. And like I told you, I, I love me some Pablo Lopez, and, and he looked great yesterday. But I don't think the drop-off between these pitchers is as much as we're seeing here. I think this number should be six and a half, so I'm going full game under seven. I trust both bullpens. And if we do have the new ball 
in that park, we should see another low-scoring game. So I love that one there. Under a under seven, a great pick for me. Blue Jays at the race, seven uh, six ten Eastern at first pitch. Hinjin Ryu versus Ryan Yarborough. A game that we got last night with a plus odds A winner on the Rays. And I outlined that was a toss-up game. The Rays took the lead. Blue Jays came back and tied it up. And then the Rays uh, won at Forest there late. Laid out pretty much exactly like I was thinking. And that's why I said there was value. So I wanted that third unit on it. That worked out well. Today, we have an interesting situation with Ryu pitching. He's a guy who has had some really good years and has been a guy I'd like to back at times. But last year, he didn't look very good. His underlying metrics really took a huge hit. They started the year before. How much do you weigh that weird 2020 season? But given that how it got even worse last year, I'm just not sold on him. My metrics still project him around league average, but I'm just not sold. Obviously, he hasn't pitched that much this year, so it's kind of a question mark there versus Ryan Yarbrough for the Rays, who's a guy who's been up and down. I assume the Rays will have a short leash with him and get to that bullpen, which is usually good for us. I think the Rays are the right side again here. I'm going to go Rays minus 130 B pick. The model says minus 131. Uh when I pulled the numbers in this morning, I saw Tampa at a much better price. I have no idea where it's going to go. I have noticed that sometimes when this thing happens where I like a side and then money comes in on that side, you know, right before I lock in picks, I try to lock it in right before I hit the record button. So I want the freshest price possible for y'all that I've noticed that sometimes then right after I record, the price drops right back down. So if this does drop back down to like raise minus 120, then, I, then it's an A pick for me. So just keep an eye on where this number's going. If it jumps out to raise minus 140, I still think the race is the right side, but it's it's harder to get really excited about it because price matters. Because if you're giving up 10 cents, 20 cents, that's why I say shop around with books on games every day, you're either going to lose most of your profits or you're going to flip what could be a winning season into a losing one because it's not just about winners, especially in baseball with the money lines, right? It's not just about winners. It's about winners at the right prices. You know, you, you don't have to win half of them if you're, if you're betting dogs, right? So see what this number does. If it comes back down to like minus 120, a pick for me, if it jumps up to my, to minus 140, I probably would still play it, but maybe it's more like a, a B minus pick or a C plus pick at 130. I think it's a B pick. I think the Rays are the right side. I trust what the Rays are going to do with their starter slash bullpen more than the Blue Jays. And kind of as I said yesterday, Blue Jays probably a slight edge on offense, but in Tampa uh, and with the race, better bullpen, probably a wash there. So I just given the fact that I don't trust Ryu, uh, I, I think the race is the right side. So minus 130 B pick for me in that one. 635 Eastern first pitch, Reds at the Pirates. We got back to the window again with another Reds over yesterday. Today we've got Luis Castillo versus Zach Thompson. Weather-wise, we're going to start off in the mid-70s. We're going to close in the upper 60s. Really no wind. A slight chance of rain. Um, maybe a delay, maybe a late start. Uh, but it looks like we should get the game in. Model says Reds minus 115. I'm seeing Reds minus 112. I think that's a solid angle. I'd actually back the Reds here. The Reds are starting to win a few games. We we obviously knew they would not be as bad as they played, right? And that's the danger of, you know, just looking at what happens the last week or something like that. 
is if, if you have a better idea of what the team is, what they've done the last couple of days is not extremely predictive of what's going to happen tomorrow. That's, I mentioned this before, right? That's known as the gambler's fallacy. That's the idea that, you know, you've seen the roulette wheel hit black twice. Oh, well, it's going to keep rolling with black. That's foolish. And it's obviously easier to understand how foolish that is when we talk about, you know, a roulette wheel. But the same thing happens in sports, right? If you know a team is good or bad, they have a good couple days. Doesn't change that they're good or bad. I'm not saying throw it out, but I'm saying weigh that 5% maybe. The Reds were not going to, you know, play at that three and 22 pace or whatever they were at. Uh, they started some, to win some games. So that should at least give you a little bit more confidence. They're almost, they've almost caught the pirates in terms of records, two teams that we knew wouldn't be good. Again, a series that coming into the season, we knew would be bad baseball. Both teams are probably going to lose a hundred games, but I think the reds with Castillo are decided rather beyond than Thompson Thompson. I talked about from the beginning of the season. I kind of liked, he kind of looked decent last year. Maybe that was the effect of playing in Miami. Every time his num- his name comes up again this year, my projection gets worse and worse and worse on him. I just continue to sour on him. So I think you have a, a better pitcher for the Reds than the Pirates. When Castillo went last time, I talked about his first start back, and we took that over, and that was a, a pretty easy hit there. First start back against the Brewers, who have a pretty good offense. Pirates don't. So this is a much more favorable spot for Castillo. Um I think the Reds would be the side I back, especially if you're seeing numbers like minus 112. So if I was making multiple picks, I'd be comfortable backing the Reds in this spot. I'm going to go back to the well, though, in a slightly different fashion. I'm actually going to take the Reds team total over three and a half. It is juiced at minus 132, so you might have to take over four. Hopefully you'd be getting around even money on that. I'm giving it a B grade. I'm giving it a B grade because I don't love those odds. If I could take over four at even money, that might actually be a better play. Might be maybe more of an A play for me there because I wouldn't mind the push there. It's not the end of the world. Um, I just don't want to end up basically having to wager four units just to win three. So a B plus pick here for me. I like the Reds to score off of Zach Thompson. The Reds offense again continues to impress. They put up eight last night. And I don't I, every again every time I run the numbers right every day it's like I project them just a little bit better. I, I I don't know who half those guys are really, but they continue to score, and part of that might be facing you know weaker pitchers. But that's exactly what we have today with the Pirates. I project Zach Thompson to be close to five ERA for the rest of the season, and then whatever the Pirates do from the bullpen isn't that impressive either. So I think the Reds can score. I think the Reds would be the right side as well. Like I said, a B plus pick for me on the Reds team total over three and a half because of that juice 705 Eastern first pitch Red Sox at the Rangers Rich Hill versus Glenn Otto I I I I assume the Red Sox are going to let Rich Hill pitch at this point last I believe it was last start I think he went like six innings it's almost like they've kind of again I don't know what the Red Sox are doing with Whitlock and Hill and Hawk and then how could to start that game um, I don't know what their plan is. I don't know if they know what their plan is. Some of you are Red Sox fans. You probably could outline it better than I could. Um, people are saying the same about the Astros with Odorisi and Javier in that situation as well. So a couple teams, they kind of just seem to do something a little bit different every week, it seems like. Uh, but Rich Hill, they really stretched him out that last game. He looks fantastic. So I assume they're going to let Hill go. I don't have anything in my model indicating otherwise. 
and he looks pretty good. I mean, at some point we keep thinking age is going to catch up with him and apparently it hasn't. So, you know, props to that guy. Um, against Glenn Otto for the Rangers, I think it's kind of a wash starting pitcher wise. Otto projects fairly well. And, you know, if I close my left eye, but not if I, if I close my right eye, it's one of those things where I've got a couple of different ways I look at things. And one metric he, he rates out at pretty league average. The other one, it's below league average. Hill's kind of the same way. Um, but Hill's numbers are being brought down because of age. Uh, we have pretty good historical data that when pitchers get to this point, they tend to start falling off a little bit. Um, but again, he looks pretty good. So maybe I might. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I might actually rather have Rich Hill than Glenn Otto tonight. But either way, I think we're kind of splitting hairs. If we call these even, then you look at the offenses and you look at the bullpens. Bullpen's probably a wash. I'm not really you know, sold on either one. Offense-wise, though, Red Sox have the much better offense. Talked about how much they struggled all season, but they still project really well. And, of course, this last week, I mentioned it yesterday, this last week they've really gotten it going. Red Sox offense projects to be just so much better than the Rangers. And so if you've got everything else a wash, you're in Arlington, but a huge edge to the Red Sox offense. I'm going to go Red Sox plus 101, a pick for me. Model says Red Sox should be favored. They win this about 52% of the time. So anything around even money offers solid value. And my model is relatively slow to adjust to changes that have happened in the last week. And if things are actually clicking for the Red Sox, you would give them an extra boost. I'm not saying they will or won't. And the model's slow to adjust because it doesn't want to overreact because in general, overreacting is going to kind of lead us astray six times out of 10. Um, but it's kind of seeing what the Red Sox have done and it knows what they were projected to do. And it's kind of starting to say, all right, now we're lining up. If that's the case, the Red Sox are definitely the side you want to be on. They got it rolling last night. I think they can do it again here tonight. I, I think if you had gone back a month and priced this out, this would be like Red Sox minus 120, minus 130. And I'm not saying I'd put it quite there because the Red Sox struggles on offense this year, but I think that's probably closer to where it should be than it is. This line doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Around even money, I love this one. Red Sox are the play. 705 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the Nationals. Christian Javier versus Eric Fetty. Y'all know I've talked about Javier before. I love this guy. Uh, he projects much better than Fetty does. I think the Astros are the side you want to be on here. You just got to figure out how you want to play it. We're going to be about 70 degrees weather-wise. No real wind to speak of. Maybe a shower, but we probably get this one in, hopefully without a delay. Hopefully the system stays uh, to the west and doesn't actually interfere. That's what it looks like as of now. Obviously keep an eye on it because that could change. As the day goes along, Models says Astros minus 185. The Astros have been rolling. You all have heard me say it. I don't really trust the Nats. I don't really trust the Nats offense. They got a couple good hitters, but it really falls ap down after that. I'm seeing Astros minus 166 out there. If you're, uh, if you're not afraid to lay odds, I mentioned this last week. I don't think I've talked about it this week, right? Parlays are obviously something that I don't really recommend. You've never probably heard, you know, of whether it's individual bettors or betting syndicates, right, themselves doing parlays. It's for a reason. So I don't love the parlays, but if you are doing them, uh, throwing the Astros money line into them, 
probably makes a lot of sense. The odds aren't great, but I think there's still value. I think the Astros should be closer to like minus 200 than the number that they're at. I think people, it's like I talked about earlier, right? We want to exploit where we think there's an edge that the sports book doesn't see, that they're not mauling, they're not capturing. And I think Javier is one of those. They're going to pull in and project this as a league average pitcher. And I don't think that's accurate. I think he's better than league average. He's been good to us before. I think he can do it again. I'm specifically going to go Astros run line. And I've talked previously, run lines scare me off a little bit in general. Y'all know I don't play a ton of them, but I really like it when the total is higher and I think it's much more likely to be a um, Astros win in a 10-11 run game than an Astros win in a five-run game. And I'm not saying there won't be five runs, but I think it's less likely than 11 runs. Total in this one's eight and a half, which probably seems about right. And so that we have a total closer, you know, eight and a half, not seven. I think run line's probably a little bit of a safer play than in a lower total game. So you can go money line. I'm going run line. It's minus 107. It's an A pick for me. I think the Ashes are the side you want to be on. You could also split your bet a little bit, you know, put a unit on money line, you know, unit and a half on the money line and a unit, you know, on the, on the run line, something like that might make a lot of sense. Maybe one unit on money line, one unit on run line one on Nats team total under because again I think we want to back Javier because I think that's where our true edge lies so a couple different options you have there I think the best play is run line specifically because I think that offers the best value given that we are around even money in a game that I think the Astros should win fairly handily 17 Eastern first pitch Yankees at the White Sox. And a similar story here, except it's less about backing Jordan Montgomery, although I do project him to be above average and more about fading Dallas Keuchel. Keuchel looked good last start, but I'm not going to get overly excited about that one outing, especially facing this Yankees offense that is just destroying the baseball right now. This is one of those ones where I mentioned – Early on, if there is something going on with that baseball and they've got the newer or the older batch, the batch from last year that flies a little better here in Chicago, the first two games of this series have had like 100 runs in them, it seems. Every time you turn around, someone else is scoring. If we see anything like that with Dallas Keuchel, the Yankees are going to score double-digit runs today. So uh, I think the Yankees are the way you want to back. If you want to go Yankees team total over, I like that one. I, you are going to have to probably go over five or over, over four and a half with a lot of juice, something like that. Weather-wise, there's no wind. It'll be mid-70s to start. It'll close around 70. So it's not going to be a real detriment to the hitters. It's not going to help the pitch out at all. So kind of a neutral environment offensively. Model says Yankees minus 161. So it's a very similar story as that previous game. The money line is Yankees minus 153. I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to go run line again with the Yankees. It's at plus 101 right now. A pick for me. Again, another total that's eight and a half. So another game that I'm a little more comfortable going run line on. But if again, if you wanted to split your bet three ways and go Yankees run line with a unit, money line with a unit, and then team total over for a unit, I think that makes a lot of sense. I... I just, I really want us to be fading Keiko here in this spot. I know he, I know he looked good last game, but we have so much evidence that he is not a good pitcher anymore. 
that he's in the rotation because of his contract. And my goodness, the way the Yankees are swinging the bats right now, I, I just want to make sure that we fit in. I can be, I always encourage you, please be responsible for with your wagering. There are no locks in gambling, right? Like anything can happen in one baseball game. We have to understand that. But that said, I want us to get a little bit more than usual on this one. And, and however we're deciding to fade Keiko, one of those three ways are kind of the three that jump out to me and just trust the massive amount of data that we have on Keiko recently that says he's going to give up a lot of runs today. 17 Eastern first pitch, Mariners at the Mets, George Kirby versus Chris Bassett. Weather-wise, we're going to be about 65 degrees. No real wind. If it is, it'll blow a little bit in. I'm not really taking that into account as it'll help. You might get a little bit of a help with the wind, but probably not a ton. Um, it's a similar deal as uh, we talked about with Washington. Maybe some rain, maybe a little shower. Probably shouldn't be bad, hopefully, but if we have that system affecting one game. It'll probably affect the other. So just something to keep an eye on there, but hopefully we get this one in. I think it's more likely than not from what I'm reading. Model says Mets minus 159. Uh, I'm passing on the side on this one. Uh, you'd have to, I mean, every, every team has a number that you'd back home, but in this situation, I don't see either number happening for me personally. Um, I'd probably want the Mets less than minus 150, and I don't think we're going to see that. Mariners, I'd probably want them more like over plus 170, and I don't think we're going to see that. Anything in the middle I think is close enough that it's rounding error that I don't think we've got any value. So I don't think the side's going to offer anything here. I, I like Chris Bassett, and I really like George Kirby. Y'all heard me talk about prospects before, so I want to make sure I make this point. In general, we assume that prospects aren't going to be that good um, right out of the bat. And I think that's the safe play. My model projects Kirby to be a sub four ERA rest of season going forward. And that mean that means something to me. I saw that and I was very surprised. And what that means is his pedigree, his stuff, his minor league numbers, and combined with what he did last week, which again, the model's not going to overreact to that one start, but it's just another data point, says this guy's already good. League average ERAs are around 420, so it projects him already better than league average. And there are, I'm telling you, the numbers may not mean much to you. I look at the numbers every day. This is surprising that the model already says that this guy coming up after one start is already better than league average. Most prospects, it's like, eh, okay, probably a little worse than league average, but you got to prove it to me. But, man, Kirby's, again, pedigree, his stuff, his minor league numbers impress the model a lot. So I think he's the real deal. I think go ahead and back him. I think he's the exception. I think nine out of 10 times we want to be cautious with guys coming up. Um, exception last night in the Angels A's game because he faced the A's offense. So, I mean, any you know anybody can <laughs> just shut those guys down. Not to say that that kid isn't a good prospect. I just, I'm not sure he will, he will be able to continue to do that, <laughs> you know. But in general, right, we, we want to be cautious with the prospects. But Kirby, I don't think so. I think this kid's the real deal. I don't really want to back him, though, like I said, because Bassett, I like him. I think he's pretty good. He's definitely better than league average, and the Mets are the better team despite losing yesterday. Um, but I don't want to lay a huge price for the Mets, knowing that Kirby can go out and pitch a gym tonight. So I'm staying away from the side. I think under is a really great play here. Um, we saw a low-scoring game yesterday, so if my theory holds about whatever's happening with the baseball, the same thing would happen again today. 
you got two great pitchers. Um, you know, not a cold night, but if we're talking mid 60s, you know, it's a pretty neutral environment. So we don't have, we're starting to warm up at some places around the country, but it's not going to be warm there. Maybe a slight boost to the pitchers, if anything, because of a slightly colder night, slight wind blowing in. So, I mean, if nothing else, it's not going against us. And again, two offenses that can definitely disappear. They did last night. I think under makes a lot of sense. We went under seven and a half. It's minus 122. A pick for me. If you're looking at under seven, you ought to be at plus odds on that. I love that as well. I think this number should be seven with juice or six and a half. Personally, I see another low scoring game. So under seven and a half, even though it's juiced, a pick for me in New York. 8-10 Eastern first pitch comes to the Dimebacks. Kyle Hendricks versus Zach Gallen. I love backing Gallen. Y'all know this. We've talked about the Dimebacks have a couple pitchers that are worthy to back almost blindly. At some point, that will change because at some point, we will lose our edge on them because the sportsbook will catch up. I think. I don't think it's happened yet. The model says Diamondbacks minus 166. I'm backing the Diamondbacks at 151. It's pretty straightforward. A pick for me for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think the Gallon is a massively better pitcher than Hendricks. And I don't think the books are viewing it quite that way. Hendricks in general doesn't do as well on the road. Not always true, but in general, Gallon does better at home. Um, most pitchers do anyway. That's just an extra boost. Um, those two guys, I think, tend to do it a little bit more than usual those those splits are a little bit more extreme the Diamondbacks offense again we talked about is okay um, it's improving I think the number should be bigger we got the Diamondbacks winning last night I think they win again I think this number should be a lot bigger last night was more of a wash on the starting pitchers and so the number was shorter tonight is not a wash Diamondbacks minus 151 a pick for me I love this even into the minus 160s Probably into 170, probably gets to 170s. It's probably more of a B pick if it gets out there. Total seven and a half. I'm staying away from the total. I thought about Cubs team total under. That would be the other way to look in this game, but it, it, it kind of reminds me of the Astros game last night when I said, hey, I think that. You got, if good Fromber shows up, the Astros win. And if not, they can still score and win. And both happened. They scored and he got for good Fromber. It was an easy win. I think this game plays out very, very similar. I think we're going to get a good outing from Zach Gallen. So I think Cubs team total under makes a lot of sense. But if not, the Dimebacks can still score, which is weird to say after the first couple of weeks how bad they were. But I think they can still score off of Hendricks. So I think we still got a chance to win. So I think there's just a lot of ways to win this one, which is why I think this number should just should be higher. I think there's value at it. I wouldn't touch seven and a half under because I could see the Diamondbacks scoring six tonight. But if I was going to go an under, I would go Cubs team total under. That'd be the secondary play I have on that one. Royals at the Rockies, 18 Eastern first pitch. Carlos Hernandez versus Herman Marquez. A wild one yesterday in Coors. I expect another wild one here today. I don't think Hernandez is very good. We saw him last time out just get hung out to dry and couldn't get through the fifth in a much better pitcher's environment than Coors Field against a much worse offense than the Rockies at home. 
I think he's going to get lit up. Marquez has not been good this year. I still project him to be league average going forward, but he's really struggled. Last time out, he was on the road and couldn't get it done, which is disappointing for us. It's not going to be a cold one today in course. It's going to be upper 70s to start, lower 70s to finish. So no real effect there weather-wise. We're just dealing with a very large park and a ball that's going to fly. Wind probably more across, maybe in, but it'll be under 10 miles an hour. So I'm going to say realistically no weather effects on that one. Just a huge hitter's park. Total's 10.5. I'd look over if I was going to play the total. I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm not playing the total over because I still think Marquez is good and he's shown the ability to pitch really well at course at times earlier this season, his only good start of the season, he shut down the Dodgers in Denver. So I'm not playing it that way just because if he shows up and throws seven innings of one run ball, getting to 11 runs will be difficult. Based off what I've seen, that's probably not as likely as I would hope it to be, <laughs> but over 10 and a half could make sense. The other way I would look is Rockies team total over. I think they're going to be able to score off of Hernandez and whatever bullpen uh, the Royals throw at them. Instead, I'm just going to take the Rockies minus 149. It's a B pick for me just because I don't fully trust Marquez. Of course, the downside is if anyone else fully trusted Marquez, this number would be a lot higher. So it kind of is what it is. We're all kind of seeing the same stuff. So it's not one that I think we have a huge edge on relative to the sports book. Model says Rockies minus 155. I'd play this up to minus 160. Beyond that, it's a tougher ask. Beyond that, I'd probably go run line or I'd go Rockies team total over if this number gets higher and higher. I think the Rockies are the side you want to be on in one way, shape, or form. It's just how much do you trust Marquez determines kind of which angle you play. The Rockies should score. I think they score five or six pretty easily, maybe seven, maybe 14, because who knows with that park. But I think something like five, six, seven runs for the Rockies makes a lot of sense. The question is just how does Marquez look? The Royals bats, I don't think they're very good, but they kind of have been scoring a little bit lately. So it's something I'm taking note of, not overreacting to it, but it is on my radar. It's why it's only a B pick for me there. More of an anything can happen game because anything can happen in that park. So I don't want to be over-invested in it, even though I do think the Rockies are the right side. That takes us to extra innings. We have an afternoon game. In St. Louis, Giants at the Cardinals. It'll be a warm one in St. Louis. We'll be in the mid-80s. I'm going Giants with a lean, minus 102. I think it's a toss-up game. So I think if you're getting plus odds on either side, I think that makes makes sense. I don't really have anything great to say about that. We've done well with the Giants this week, you know, for their extended timeout sentence. But uh, nothing really I like on that one. Uh, 405 Eastern first pitch, we have Padres at the Braves. Sean Manaya versus Charlie Morton. I'm going first five under four. Um, I think I put in the sheet even money, but I think I actually locked in plus 105 on that. Just a lean. Both pitchers are just up and down. I think they're both still good. I still project both of them with a 3-8 ERA going forward for the rest of the season. So I think they're both still good, but I mean, they've both been kind of up and down. So I just... Only a lean for me. I, I just can't really back either one because I just don't know what I'm getting. So I just kind of want to see more, learn more before I get over-invested on either one of these guys. So just a lean first five under four. Uh, 410 Eastern first pitch, Orioles with the Tigers. Game I have no idea what's going to happen in. Um, definitely a toss-up. So if you're getting some solid plus odds in the Orioles, I guess that makes sense. Um, Zimmerman and Pineda both. 
have pitched well this year, but their underlying metrics aren't good. So I'm going first five under four there as well. Also just a lean though, because I don't think either offense is good. We got an under winner with these two teams yesterday, um, but it's a warmer day in Detroit. Um, wind blowing in a little bit, which will help, but being a warmer day and both pitchers again, don't be deceived by their ERAs because both have gotten lucky. I think Zimmerman's had like a 3% home run to fly ball. 3% of his fly ball has been home runs. They, you know, usually that balances out to double digits. So I'm, I'm just not buying either one of these pitchers. So I'll go first of under four. I don't trust the offensive, but just a lean because either one of these guys could give up a bunch of runs and I wouldn't be shocked. 10-10 Eastern first pitch Phillies at the Dodgers. I have zero idea what's happening with the Dodgers giving up a billion runs. I talked about this earlier. It'll be kind of a warm night to start in LA. Uh, Suarez versus Urias, two pitchers that um, both have better results than their underlying metrics and projections have. I'm going to go over eight with a lean. If the ball keeps flying, I want to be on the over, but I have no idea what's going to happen in that one. The model says maybe a slight Phillies edge, and if it is just going to be a crazy ball flies out thing, Philly's probably the way I'd look, but I don't have a good feel on this one either way. It's been a weird series so far. I'll go over eight with a lean. I think that makes sense, but it's not one I love. 17 Eastern first pitch Guardians at the Twins. Shane Bieber versus Devin Smeltzer. There's no line on this one at the moment. The model says Guardians minus 116. I will update that on Twitter. And then we have the double header between the Angels and the A's. I'll update that on Twitter as well. I'm waiting for the secondary markets to open up. I might have some team total action in that one. I'll post that to Twitter, and I will give some explanations on it. But as of now, I don't have the full arsenal of what I might want to play, so I'm holding off right now. Apex for me today. I got a lot of them. I like today's slate. Brewers and Marlins, I'm going under seven. Red Sox and Rangers, going Red Sox at plus 101. Astros at the Nats, I'm going Astros, run line minus 107. Yankees at the White Sox, I'm going Yankees, run line plus 101. Mariners at the Mets, I'm going under seven and a half at minus 122. And then Cubs at Diamondbacks, I'm going Diamondbacks one, minus 151. Got that hockey winner last night. Nothing for tonight as of yet. I might tweet something depending on if the lines move. Three game sevens today should be fine. If you're looking for my advice on game seven of the Stars game, I like both the first period under and I like the game under. We've seen different games in Calgary than Dallas. I talked about this all week if you've been listening to it, that the games in Dallas are just a little bit more open. has to do with who gets last line change. has to do with the fact that the Stars – are playing a game more so where they think it's a toss-up and they think they should exploit the weaknesses and try to get the win at home, whereas on the road, it's more of a we're the worst team, we're on the road, we've got to make this ugly to have a chance. And so they're just playing two different types of game. So back in Calgary for game seven, I think under makes a lot of sense. I'm actually going to make a B pick on the first period under and a B pick on the game under. It's one and a half for the first period like usual and five and a half for the game like it's been all series. Both are in the minus 125, minus 130 range. I'm going to go B pick on both because I want to split the action. The reason why is I think the Stars are going to have a slow start, but I don't want to overly invest in just 20 minutes of 
randomness, and I think game full game under makes a lot of sense. But since we already have the first period under, those are obviously correlated. Not 100%, we saw last night, but I think uh, we've already won a couple units. I don't want to be over-invested in case you know, it happens to be a 3 nothing first period and then we've lost everything, right? I don't want to be over-invested. So B-pick first period under, B-pick game under for game seven in Calgary. That's on Sunday. I'm giving that to you today. No podcast tomorrow. No picks tomorrow. I will post what the model says, but I'll be playing a baseball game in the morning. So I'll be doing good to just get up and get out of the house and just post what the model says. So I'll post the output, but no picks no show tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can have a fun baseball game and everyone stays healthy because at this point of life, that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to have fun and nobody get hurt, right? <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that like at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content provided on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see y'all Monday. Again, as I said, I'll post the model output tomorrow, but no show or picks. Best of luck this weekend. And until next week, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.